Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar. Truly appreciate that you tuned in again for another show, whatever you're doing today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And if you're not, I hope you feel like you're having a more fantastic day after this episode or during this episode. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Well, we don't have any reviews to read today. Um, not That's not good or bad, but hey, if you want to leave a review, I would really appreciate um, five stars for rating and leave me a review, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you don't know how to leave a review, you can always message me on social media and, and let me know there and I will read it from there. That's fine. Not everybody is tech savvy because not everybody's spending a lot of time on these platforms and online and all these apps. It's okay. Um, but in today's episode, I'm going to just tell you how I came up with this podcast you know, title subject today. I was inspired because this past week, what I did was I put out a request. I wanted to do a Q&A episode, like, you know, answer questions that people have from my social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, and gather those questions and answer them on a podcast episode. Well, thank you. Those of you who did submit your questions, I have them documented. I'm definitely going to get to them, but... There's a there's this one topic that really inspired me and I said, you know what? I'm gonna do a whole episode on this because it deserves the time. And this one is huge and it's packed and I know it could be so much more, but it deserves it deserves its own show. So today I'm gonna be talking about emotional eating. <laughs> and truly it seems very simple, like just stop it. <laughs> Which makes me think about this funny skit that was shared with me. I don't know when it was. I think I was in nursing school. Somebody shared this skit with me on YouTube, the Bob Newhart show of this client, that this patient that came in to see the psychiatrist, psychologist, and trying to seek some help. And um, and this was this was the help that he gave. I'm going to share this clip. Truly, thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Shall I uh, write them down? Well, if, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most we find most people can uh, can remember them. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here, here they are. Stop it! I'm sorry. Stop it! Stop it! Yes. S T O P. New word. So, what are you saying? Ah, uh, yes, girl. If you have never seen that skit, like, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, you'll get a chuckle for sure. I wish it was that easy, right? I bet you do too. Like, if you're dealing with emotional eating and you're like, stop it. <laughs> you're like telling yourself, I wish it was that easy. Well, I'm going to help you. I'm going to talk about some things in this episode to hopefully give you some practical steps to overcoming the emotional eating that I think all of us deal with from time to time. Um, so I, I really enjoyed putting this together. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did.
I'm your host, Anna Wilson, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and registered nurse. I'm also the founder and very proud coach of Rock That Fitness, the best online women's fitness community ever. If you haven't yet done so, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar is a podcast that I created for you to bring you fresh insight that will help you improve your own fit lifestyle. Each week, I'm bringing you a thought-provoking show that challenges and inspires you to get out of your comfort zone and live your own best rock star life through nutrition, fitness, and mindset. So get ready, get set, lace up those shoes, and let's go rock that walk. All right, let's just dive right into this topic of emotional eating. So, you know, the word emotional is emotions. And here's what I think about our emotions. They're valid. They matter. We can't just ignore them, pretend they're not there, distract ourselves from the emotions. That doesn't help us. Um, I believe strongly in controlling and having managing our emotions because you're not going to ever make progress with anything having to do with your health, your fitness, your weight loss until you learn how to control your emotions. Um, I'm speaking for myself, like I'm preaching to the choir here. And I wouldn't share with you, uh, try to teach you, guide you, coach you on anything that I haven't personally <laughs> been through or experienced myself. So this is... This show is not for the person who has legitimate uh, eating disorder. If it's something that you struggle with and it's really more of a, an eating disorder, I want to encourage you to please seek professional help. Um, this emotional eating topic that I'm going to go over in this episode is really just for people who don't do not necessarily have an eating disorder. And and by eating disorder, I mean it's disrupting your life, okay? Um, I'm talking about... Um, if you tend to eat food, eat goodies, or overeat, or eat more than usual whenever you're feeling emotional. Emotions, right? Like feeling whatever, sad, angry, stressed, the negative emotions that stir this up and trigger it. That's what I'm talking about. And we all deal with this from time to time. And how we deal with those emotions is different for every single one of us. But today I'm going to focus in um, just on this one, and that is emotional eating. So understand that our emotions, there's just, it's just a very complex thing, but I'm just going to focus on this. And I am absolutely, because I'm big on this, talking about habits. And so it's our habits that, you know, perpetuate our, our emotional eating and our behaviors. So I'm absolutely going to talk about that because we can't expect to just stop it. <laughs> we just cannot think that that's possible. We have to rewire, we have to retrain our brain and that requires establishing new habits. So I'm just going to put a little plug in here for the for this concept, this thought. I want you to let this sink in, please. I have let this sink in. You, there's only so much willpower that any of us can can master up or muster up, not master up, but, but muster up. Um, willpower will run out. So we have to learn new skills. And the great thing, the hope that we have here is that we can all learn new skills and we can change our behaviors. It doesn't matter how old we are or how ingrained the habits are. It matters that we are actually going to put in the effort to do it. 
So with that said, here's how I'm going to talk about emotional eating. I want to share, I'm going to kind of review, give a refresher on the habit loop. I did talk about this, this whole topic, habit loop in another episode. And Chrissy, would you please, if you don't mind, please put that in the show notes so someone can refer back to that episode on the habit loop, some more details about that whole concept. I'm also going to just touch briefly on the ideas that are associated with emotional eating that come from our self-limiting beliefs. All right. And then this is the fun stuff. I'm going to give you five steps to overcoming emotional eating. And those are, I'm just going to list them out here right now. Number one is awareness. Number two, emotional regulation. Number three, substituting the habit. Number four, support and accountability. And number five, mindful eating. So I'm going to kind of you know, dig deeper on those five things that we can do to overcome emotional eating. So first, like I said, I want to go over the habit loop theory, which was brought up about by Charles Duhigg. He was an American author and a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative reporter. But you can research this online. Just look up the habit loop theory and and check out some more details on that. But why why am I bringing this up? Because truly emotional eating is a part of that because emotional eating happens when we have a trigger, right? And so the habit loop is made of these these basically these three things. It's a cue, which is a trigger, and then it's a routine, which is the actual behavior that happens from the trigger, and then there's a reward. So there's a positive reinforcement that follows that routine. And, and then that is the habit loop. So when we do that, we reinforce the habit. I want to talk a little bit more in depth about the trigger and then the routine that we do and then the reward system. But first, I just want to interject this idea, this thought about self-limiting beliefs because, girl, so many women, they just put this limitation on themselves because they think that they are doomed to emotional eating they feel like they're they're hopeless and the truth is you're not and it can change so that limiting belief which I was just talking to the rock stars the other day in a zoom call about this um several different types of self-limiting beliefs and one of them is a fixed mindset so if you're in this mindset that this is something that this is just how you are you're never going to be able to fix it that's a fixed mindset you're believing that you're not able to change your ability that you don't have the physical capabilities that this is something that cannot be improved that is a self-limiting belief which is like the biggest lie. And when we believe those lies, bleh, bleh. <laughs> oh, that's all folks. Can't talk. I can't even talk. But when we believe a lie, when we believe lies, they hold us back. So I just, just want you to ponder that for a moment. If that is a self-limiting belief that you have, if this is a belief that you think you can't fix, you're going to stay stuck. But I'm here to tell you that you can fix this. You can change. All right. I'm going to get off that soapbox here. Hopefully we did our cleaning <laughs> and let's talk about more in depth about the habit loop and those, those three things. So the cue, right? The cue is that trigger. Like I said, it's going to prompt your behavior. It's going to cause this behavior. That's the cue. And in the case of emotional eating, here are some of the most common triggers. 
Um, and I've I've spoken to many of you Instagram on Instagram and Facebook and even of course the rock stars we talk about these things, but many of the common triggers for emotional eating are stress. You're feeling overwhelmed, maybe at work or at home. I don't even need to tell you this, girl. You already know. Another one is boredom, having nothing to do in the evening, maybe or on the weekends, and then it just leads to snacking just without even thinking about it um, on maybe unhealthy treats, overdoing it on unhealthy things. Um, another one is loneliness, feeling feeling alone. When, when we feel alone, it's easy to just start eating. It's like a, so our food becomes our friend, <laughs> right? And another one is when you're feeling fatigued or very tired or you're sleep deprived. And I I am all about the sleep, girl. You know, I talk about this a lot because it's huge. Your body, when you're tired, you're fatigued, you're not getting enough sleep, you're sleep deprived, you're going to have cravings because what you really need is energy. You need the energy that really, the kind of energy that comes from getting a good night's sleep. And when we don't get that good night's sleep, our body is craving something for energy. And so we tend to eat food. So that's an emotion because you're tired. You don't have the coping mechanisms. Let's face it. When we don't get enough sleep, don't we just feel like a, don't we just feel like a crying toddler? (laughs) That's my image. Because I remember when they, when the kids were little, like they're tired and they're just crying and whining about everything. Like, oh my gosh, it's time to put them to bed. They need a nap. You know, I feel that same way sometimes when I'm tired. I'm just whiny and I'm tired and I just want to eat or whatever. But we have to recognize this. Okay. So those are the cues typically for emotional eating. And what happens? What happens next after the trigger? Because those are the triggers. The next thing that happens is that routine, that that thing that we typically do. What do we act? How do we act on it? What do we do? What's the behavior? What's the habit? Typically, it's maybe it's um, I'm just going to give some ideas here because I think it's different for all of us. Maybe turning to cookies or chips, high calorie, um, high calorie, highly palatable foods that are unhealthy. They're unhealthy snacks that we're using to cope with those emotions. Mindless eating is another one. Engaging in continuous snacking. You just keep on eating or you're consuming large, like large portions of food, bigger than normal, like normal than you would eat. Normal, oh my goodness. Eating more than you normally would eat and not really paying attention to your true physical hunger cues. Um, And binge eating. Binge eating, you know, this this word, it gets thrown around a lot. I think it's very... um, I don't know, misused, not used right. Because when I think of binge eating, I think of more of a disorder. And I think I've talked about this on another episode. You don't have to, don't have to, uh, don't have to go back to that one. But binge eating, like eating large amounts of food in a short period of time, like eating an entire package of Oreo cookies or an entire bag of, you know, chips or something just out of the ordinary binge, but doing that, that, that type of eating. I'm not talking about overeating a little bit with a, you know, with a meal or an entree or something. I'm talking about binge eating, um, which again, as a side note, if that's something that you deal with on a regular basis where you are hiding and you're eating an, an, a, a huge amount of food, you know, whole packages of things that that's out of the ordinary and you do that on a regular basis, I really want I want you to know, first of all, you're not alone. That's um, something that that 
that can be helped, but I would definitely ask you to go get some help on that. Like seek some help from someone, from a professional that can help you in that area. So this is not, I'm not talking about binge eating in terms of like, you know, eating disorder. I'm talking about it just happened. You ate the entire quart of ice cream. It's out of the ordinary for you. Not something you do, not a pattern for you, but it's because of the emotional eating. And another one, just choosing comfort foods, opting for foods that are high in sugar, high in fat. Uh, like I said, same thing, you know, high calorie snacks that are just going to provide that temporary pleasure and relief from the fatigue or from the stress or whatever, the boredom. Um, and then what happens? The reward. So that's the third part of the habit loop. And that reward is a positive reinforcement. It, re- it reinforces the behavior that you just took to you know, ease those emotions. And that becomes a routine. And that's why it's called the habit loop. So this reward is this reward can include things like it's a temporary comfort. So you get this feeling like this temporary sense of relief, like, ah, it just comforted you. It's comfort food, indulging in comfort foods. It distracts your mind because now your mind is consumed with the experience you're having um, with the taste of the food, the texture of the food. It's numbing your emotions. You're experiencing a numbing effect because now your thoughts are on this food that you're eating. And then, um, and then it can create an energy boost, feeling a brief surge of energy, right, from the food. A brief, brief, can't even talk, a brief surge of that mood enhancement. Okay, because of the sugary, high carb food. And these things happen. This is, this is biological, it's going to happen. So you have it. So let's review, you have a trigger, whatever that is that causes that emotion. Now you have a behavior, that's that routine, that's that habit that you tend to go to. And then you have what happens afterwards is the reward. So it's rewarding that part of your brain and then that becomes a habit loop. Habit loop doesn't have to be bad. We can habit loop anything and we can habit loop healthy habits. But we're talking about emotional eating. So so understand that habit loop because this is the reason this is the reason we have our habits. Just understanding that it's just a primal primal instinct. Um, uh, you know, things are more advanced now, you know, we have, we have the modern world now, we're not living out in the jungle or trying to, you know, save up our food for days or hunt and all that. We've got everything available to us. We have all of the modern luxuries. So this habit loop and the way that our brains operate, um, they still are, are we're human and we're, are, we have these animal instincts. And so our brain is wired in such a way that we want to survive we want to live and so it wants to reward when we do these things right we don't want to suffer which is that emotional those negative emotions we don't want to suffer we need to behave in a way to comfort ourselves and so we find what what we want with that food right that emotional food and then we get that reward that dopamine hit you know you knew I was going to say that Again, the reason I'm bringing up the habit loop is because the better we understand this and the components of it, then it's going to help you become more aware of your own patterns when it comes to emotional eating. And then you can work towards breaking the cycle, finding healthier coping mechanisms, and then establishing new positive 
healthy habits. So now what? Yeah, we understand the habit loop, Anna. Okay, now what? Now what do we do? So let's go into those five steps that I talked about that I mentioned earlier and how we can overcome this emotional eating. I want to take a second and just kind of share some of my own personal emotional eating, if you will, um, recently. (laughs) I want to talk about because even though I'm going to discuss these five steps, like five steps to overcome emotional eating, it's not the perfect, there's no perfect formula for this. This is, it's going to be an ongoing process. You're going to continue to learn, you're going to continue to improve your habits. So please have some grace for yourself, girl. You know, you're working on things. That's fantastic. That's not being of a fixed mindset. So good for you. So this recently, um, if you've been following me, my stories, I haven't been talking a lot about it, but um, my baby Chase is going to be moving out. He might be moving out this weekend, which this this episode is going to drop on Monday. So this weekend will have been finished right behind us here. Um, And so I'm officially going to be experiencing what everybody talks about, what everybody calls the empty nest syndrome. Okay, I'm really going to experience this, but I mean, okay, I'll tell you what. I have sort of kind of, you know, been experiencing this because my Lindsay had already left, you know, Brooke already left, they're out of the house. So, you know, that, those were tough. Those were like the first two. Um, And now with Chase going, it isn't going to, I don't feel that same, like, it's sad. I feel like I've kind of gone through the emotions about this whole empty nest thing, but there have been a lot of other tensions recently that are surrounding the reason he wants to go and he's 18 and how it's going to happen and making sure that he, you know, like me as a mom, I want to make sure that he has his needs met and he's doing things right, right? But I can't control him. He's 18. So all I can do is continue to love him, guide him. But yeah, there has been, there has been some stressors around that. So, so the emotions that I've been feeling, honestly, have less to do with this empty nest syndrome than they do. They have less to do with that. They have more to do with just family tension. And then of course, I can't leave out this one. Like if I'm going to be completely and brutally honest, it's tension with, you know, country boy, my Ron Ron, like, you know, he's a stepdad, very involved. He's been the best father, the best dad there could be for baby Chase and all three of the kids. But the thing is, naturally, it's going to cause some tensions, right? You know, he has his ideas of what needs to happen. I have mine. And then we kind of clash on some of them. And it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. But I mean, don't worry, we're solid, because we're solid, <laughs> solid as a rock. And um, country boy, if you're listening, I love you. And you know, we're solid. So anyway, <laughs> He does listen to the podcast sometimes. I don't know if he listens to all of them, but anyway, um, this past weekend, something I noticed about myself was like, I was extra hungry. I was eating a lot more than usual, like for two or three days. I was even eating more chocolate than normal. Um, I was aware of it. Um, I wasn't indulging to the point where I was like stuffing myself or feeling uncomfortable or anything in an, like an unhealthy digestive way, but I definitely was aware that I was eating more than usual. I was very aware of it. Um, so was I saying, what's okay, let me go through these steps. I'm aware. Um, and then I need to regulate my emotions. <laughs> I wasn't going through those steps like that. For me, what, how I felt about it over the weekend for me was like, 
wow, I, I'm aware of it. I'm like, wow, man, I'm like eating more than usual. I did try to curb it a bit. Like, okay, instead of having, I don't know, this much, I'm going to have this much of it rather than I really want two whole servings. And I would eat like one serving of whatever it is, um, give it some time, go do something else and see. So I was kind of doing some of my own personal strategies to, um, I guess, minimize it, but it was definitely there. And here's why, here's what I'm going to say about the way that I handled that over the weekend. It's like, yeah, I'm very aware. I do self-regulate my emotions and I do find ways to substitute. But the thing I don't do, which I think a lot of people mistake, is like, go distract yourself. I don't do that. Like, I'm very in tune and aware of my emotions. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So I guess the point that I really want to make about that, that yeah, I had two, three days of like over, like not overeating, but just eating more and a little bit on the mind, not really mindless side, but just, it was definitely emotional. I think there was emotional stuff going on and I was aware of it. Um, also there was some lack of sleep because there was some other things happening that had to do with the family. Um, so anyway, you know, here's the part where I want to encourage you to practice this, understand that when you're in those moments when you notice this kind of stuff is going on, have some compassion for yourself and also realize it's temporary and that you know you need to just get right back to it. So get right back on your normal healthy eating routine as soon as possible. And I knew that I would. I mean, I've been on my fitness journey in this capacity with my awareness and my mindset for years now. So I knew I'm like, in my head, I'm going, girl, well, you got some emotional eating going on here. I know you'll get back on track because I always do. I knew I would. Sure thing, you know, back at it, whether it was Sunday evening or Monday morning, whatever. Point is, I don't really, I don't, that doesn't stress me out. Like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed and emotional, so I'm going to be eating. And now I'm stressed and emotional that I'm eating. Like, I'm not in that place. But I want to say this to you. You're going to overcome this emotional eating if you choose to and you want to, but you're not going to white knuckle it. It's not going to be a willpower thing. This is going to be a very wise, thoughtful approach for you so you can make changes that are going to last. All right, girl. So for me, I knew I was having some emotional, maybe a little bit, you know, eating in that way, but I was very aware of it. And also just knowing that I was just going to get back to my normal routine because that's who I am. That's my habit. That's how I normally operate. I was just a little, a little off the, you know, off the beaten, off my own personal beaten track for the weekend. And that's okay. Just give yourself compassion and know it's not. Now, if this is a pattern that keeps happening every time, you know, I got to really pay attention to this. And then we got to really reel this in. But for me, I knew. I knew that it was not necessarily the case. And and thankful, too, I will put a little, a little plug in here for how wonderful it has been to be alcohol-free because that's one less stress. Like, I haven't been turning to alcohol to calm down, to relax, to, you know, have that. It's just been amazing, the changes. And I am even, like, thinking... I don't think to myself, I'm never going to drink alcohol again. I just don't because that's, I don't like talking like that. I don't like these absolutes because <laughs> I, that takes my power away. Like my power is right here. My power is, Hey dude, if I want to have a drink, girl, I will have a drink, but I don't want one. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I feel so great. I feel great without it. Um, I don't miss it. And today, today I choose to not have it. 
Um, and I'm not, this is not me, you know, bashing anybody for their alcohol. That is the last thing. That's not my business at all. I, I don't ever judge anybody. I, I have no room to judge. I've had my share of alcohol. Okay. And I don't know if I'm going to have any more again in the future. I don't know why I'm like, ta- I'm like, I get really into this. This alcohol topic is something. I still have alcohol in my house. I have like all these bottles of wine in the wine rack above the refrigerator. I do have hard liquor in my liquor cabinet thing. I even have some beer inside of a cabinet somewhere that I could chill if I wanted to. And I keep seeing this stuff around. I'm going, am I going to, when am I going to get rid of this stuff? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. TMI, right? TMI about my alcohol situation. But anyway, I haven't been doing that. I haven't been coping with that, thankfully. Um, my best coping mechanism personally is just mostly been, you know, taking the steps to take care of my body, which is rest, getting plenty of sleep, making sure I'm fueling my body with healthy foods so I can feel better, have the energy, get my workouts in, get plenty of sleep. And those are the things that are like, they're like energy. They're giving me what I really need. And it hasn't always been like this, but it's this way for me today. And I want to give you hope to know that you, you're heading in that direction, right? So don't think like, oh, I can't, don't get that fixed mindset. You can do this. So let's talk about awareness. Let's talk about the five, five tips, five steps, whatever you want to call them. But number one is that awareness. You want to become aware of your emotional eating. And how do you do that? Because you know what? One of the, I mean, we can know, we can have all the knowledge in the world about what to do and how to do it. But the hardest part is remembering. It's, it's like people say, well, you got to become aware, right? And, and I say this too, awareness is the first step to change. But because you can't change something you're not aware of. But you got to remember to be aware. So you got to remember. This is why one-on-one coaching is so great. Because we're not wired to remember sometimes. And it's great to have that coach <laughs> um, to help you remember. But anyway, becoming aware. And I'll, I'm going to give a tip for myself because I'm big into this and I didn't used to be. I used to think it was woo-woo. But my mindful practice that I've been practicing now for I think about two years. I don't even know. I lost count. My mindful practice, you can call it mindful practice, you can call it meditation. But what that is, is it's actually training your brain to focus. And it has been a huge help to me coping with my emotions and taking control of my emotions. Um, so there's that. And, you know, if you don't have a mindful practice, I just want to encourage you to kind of get curious about that possibility, getting started with it, get curious about what it really is and how it could improve and help you with your own focus. So it's really helped me. It's brain training. It really, and let me tell you, girl, if anybody needs help focusing, that's, that's me. (laughs) So, so, um, it's done Oh my gosh, it's just done wonders. It's it's magical for me. It's it's impactful. What is the word? I'm like, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. I'm more focused than ever. Uh, not really, but it's definitely helping. Um, so becoming aware of your emotional eating. Become aware of it. Notice when it's happening. Or even notice when it feels like it's coming on. You have to become aware of your emotions so you know that that is a trigger, right? You're exhausted. Boom man, I'm really tired. 
I'm exhausted. See, like before you want to interrupt the actual behavior. So becoming aware of your stress. No, like for myself over the weekend, I would know like, wow, there's a lot going on. Oh my gosh, this is out of the usual for me. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and stressed with everything I got to do and stuff happening. Okay, I'm going to be aware. I'm aware. I'm aware that that could cause me to eat more than normal, can cause me to have cravings, can cause me to, you know, it's a trigger. So becoming aware of that and what the things are that cause it. Now, as a nurse, I'm going to say this, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have all these symptoms of whatever it is, but in order, like, instead of just like throwing medicine at it, let's find out what the cause is. So you have this awareness, you have these emotions. For example, you're exhausted. You haven't had great sleep in days or weeks or who knows, but that is impacting you and causing these emotions. So let's fix that. Let's fix it before it becomes, before that, emo- so we can fix whatever that is that's causing those emotions, right? Maybe you have a, a relationship with an individual in your life that is just constant. It's a constant stressor. It's a constant overwhelm. It's a constant t- tension. Let's fix that. Let's, you know, let's eliminate it. Let's decrease it. Let's get some space. Let's work on trying to eliminate whatever that stressor is, whatever that's causing that emotion in the first place. That's kind of like, let's get to the bottom line, right? Like as a nurse, like you have allergies. Okay. All right. We can give you allergy medicine, but hey, what's causing the allergy? Can we, you know, avoid that (laughs) in any way, shape or form? That's the idea. Same thing here. So becoming aware. All right. Number two is emotional regulation. And as I, like I said, in the very beginning of this podcast, you know, if you're not able to regulate your emotions, you are going to struggle. So I'm not going to speak that curse over you, girl. You're not going to do that. You're going to become aware and then you're going to learn how to manage your emotions. The most successful people, people who are successful with their weight loss, successful with their goals and the things that they want to accomplish, these people have control over their emotions. These are the people that can regulate their emotions. So rather than react with food, they're going to respond to the emotion. They're going to say, whoa, what's going on here? And this is where you are, you're basically disrupting that, that habit loop in there, right? You're like, okay, I'm aware and I'm going to, I'm feeling these emotions. You have to recognize and identify these emotions. Don't just ignore them. That's what most people do. You're not most people. You're not most people. Okay. So it's important to start learning what, what these emotions are. And because this is the second step, what is the emotion you're having? I'm, and you can, I know you might find yourself in the middle of the behavior that was caused by the trigger before you realize, but even in that moment, becoming aware of it is still learning. So that next time you're aware of it, <laughs> let's see what we can do differently next time. But the idea here is that you've become aware, you feel the emotions, you're not ignoring them. You're like, wow, I am really feeling this way. I'm very angry. I'm very, um, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling depressed. I feel and name that, like get in touch with those feelings. That's, that's a great start to not ignore your feelings. So many women will ignore their emotions. I, I, I'm not going to say I have never ignored my emotions. <laughs> We're human and we do. And guess what? We all have, the, have all of these emotions and they all have a purpose. So I want, I want to validate the fact that you have these emotions and they're valid. 
We don't have to ignore our emotions. It's very important for us to acknowledge our emotions. It's what we do with them that counts. We're going to have the emotions. You cannot stop emotions. Stop it. (laughs) You're not going to be able to just stop it. But becoming aware and identifying it, that's huge. Second step of things, right? So that's because that's going to disrupt the behavior if you catch it in time. Um, And then number three is you want to substitute the habit. So like what I was talking about, you know, basically if you have this unhealthy behavior of turning to whatever it is, food that you're just eating mindlessly, or you're just consuming large amounts of it, it's, you know, high calorie, high fat, highly palatable processed foods. Because let me tell you, the food industry knows what they're doing and they're putting ingredients and crap in that food to make your brain hit, there's hitting those pleasure centers in your brain. Okay. So you're doing that. It's like we do that to ourselves when we do that. We put that in our body and then it's triggering our brain in a certain way and it does. It causes um, our brain to be like, you know, chemically, it, it chemically changes and it makes you feel like you don't have control. Yes, the food industry knows what they're doing because they want you to eat more of that stuff. They want you to buy another package and another package and keep coming back. Um, so we want to substitute that poor behavior, that unhealthy behavior, um, with something that's healthy. So like, don't ignore the emotions, like I said, but well, like one of the things you, you know, that, that I do typically is in this case, there's, there's a couple of things I will not ignore my emotions, but I will go be with my emotions. I'm like, I'm just going to go force myself to go for a walk. Or I really need to talk to somebody. I, have you ever felt that way? Like, I just, I really feel like I need somebody to talk to. Anybody. Find that person that you can trust, that you can just talk to. They're not going to try to fix it, but they're just going to listen. And you want to vent and they're there for you. That, that's a great way. You're not ignoring your emotions. But guess what it does? It, it, interu- it disrupts that habit. So you're doing something different. And or go for a walk, like I said. But remove yourself from that situation when you become aware of it. And is it easy? No. But let me tell you, as time goes on, it does get easier. It does. Um, so that's one way. Um, I've heard many personal trainers say, give yourself 20 minutes before you eat that thing that you feel like is not a healthy choice for you right now. You're not really hungry, but you know it's emotional. Give yourself 20 minutes. Go away and then see how you feel about it. If you still want to do it after 20 minutes, then maybe you do. Because let's face it, food is comforting. So what, sometimes you just want to eat the damn, the darn food. <laughs> you don't have to edit that, Chrissy. Yes, I said, damn. Oh my gosh, country boy. You didn't hear that. No, but for real. Look, it's a choice. It doesn't mean you're going to do it every time, but sometimes food does help comfort as long as you're aware of what's going on. You're not, you're not in trouble. Have compassion for yourself. You know, I think I had went over the weekend when I was eating some chocolate, I was having some bark thins. This just applies. And I was like, I'm just going to have one piece. <laughs> Did I have one piece? Uh, no, girl. I think I had, I don't know, maybe almost half the package. And I was like, because I was really enjoying it. And I knew while I was eating it, I was very aware. I was like, well, this is more than I normally eat in this, these bark thins. They sure are good. I hardly ever eat these. I'm going to just enjoy this this time. Um, and then I put them away. It wasn't easy. But see, see, I knew, I knew. I was like, I'm enjoying these. They're making me feel good right now. But I know, and it's not like that all the time. I'm just saying like, 
it's not perfect, but becoming aware and understanding these concepts are going to help you, definitely help you in the long run. You know yourself, you know your body, you know what's going on. And when you're aware of it, then you can choose wisely. You can even choose like I did. I'm like, I know I'm having this emotional moment. I'm going to enjoy the chocolate and that's okay. I don't do this all the time. You know, that's the key. It's not a pattern that's causing a problem in my life. I'm not gaining weight or ruining my, my progress. I, you know, I'm having a moment. So um, I'm just saying, like, be aware, just like that. Find ways to substitute that poor behavior with a positive, healthy behavior. And this is going to transform your habit loop. You're disrupting it. All right. So number four is to support, to support, to get support, to have support and accountability. So I can, I cannot emphasize this enough, how important it is to have healthy friends, people in your life that love you and support you and that you can turn to and share with. This is huge. This could be a friend. This could be a family member. It could be maybe, uh, maybe you do need to seek a counselor or somebody professional. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Girl, I've had, I've had so much counseling in my life. I almost feel like I could be a counselor. <laughs> but you know, getting counsel is, is the wise thing to do. I think people who never seek counsel, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm saying it. I have an opinion. If you need some help and you don't seek ever seek any counsel, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't. I think it's important to seek wise counsel. I think that's healthy to help you maybe overcome some emotional eating. So yeah, I like I said, I've had plenty of counseling. It hasn't been in the area of, of eating necessarily, but I've had plenty. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm all for it. All right, so having that support group, you know, and of course I'm going to say this, rock that fitness, the best online women's fitness program and community ever. Ladies, you guys rock. I love watching the support that we have in our community. I love it. Just, I'm just, I'm exploding with joy when I see it and that I get to be a part of this. Like, who am I? Like, who... We have this together and it's just mind blowing. I love it. Yes, there's support. There's accountability. It's real. It's a great thing. And um, and if you're afraid, if you are listening to this, well, by the way, Rock That Fitness is going to be having open registration in, in the fall, in November. You want to get on the wait list. Yes, that's going to be in the show notes. And I'm probably going to talk about this at the end. Um, but yeah, even if you are in Rock That Fitness and you're one of the shy ones, and you're not really coming out to talk about what's going on, you're, you're, you're afraid, you know you can seek out one-on-one, -on -one, a one-on-one -on -one private call with Coach Abby um, or even a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with myself, but find some help. You don't have to. You don't have to walk along this road struggling with your emotional eating by yourself. You're not alone, okay? If you think you're alone and you're telling yourself that story, change your story because that's not true and it's holding you back. Self-limiting belief, girl. You're not alone. You you have help. People love you and care about you. And and this isn't something to laugh about. Like it's a real thing. Emotional eating, keeping you stuck, keeping you unhealthy, keeping you from losing the weight that you need for your own health, for your longevity, for your health span. This is no joke. It's okay to seek help and we love you and care for you. Okay. Number 5. Mindful eating. So number five is becoming aware of, of your eating. Like when you're eating your food, do try not to get distracted by 
television while you're eating or your social media while you're eating. I'm a little guilty of this myself. I, I have to really be careful. Like, let's put that phone away. I'll leave the phone, you know, far from me. Yes, I do my social media, a little phone, you know, food, Instagram videos and stuff like that. But, you know, after that, I really do my best to set that aside and focus on my food because I don't want to get to the end of my meal and like, wow, I already ate that. Because when I get to the end of the, end, end of the meal and I wasn't paying attention, I'm like, I'm still hungry. But if I focus on my food, enjoy the flavor, take in the flavors, savor the flavors, eat slowly, enjoy the textures. The whole time that it goes by, like I get to enjoy every moment of that food. Uh, it sounds maybe a little crazy, but I'm telling you what, by the end of my meal, like I experienced the whole thing. So I know my mind got the message that it was that I have been eating and feeding my body. And it feels good. Feels good. So try your best. Um, you know, I hear people say plated and seated. You need to get your food plated and seated and eat your food. That's fine. If that works for you, girl, do that. That's fine. Sometimes I do that. But I'm I got Spanish blood in me. <laughs> this is my fixed mindset coming out. I like standing in the kitchen. It doesn't affect me. It's not impacting my fitness or my health or my eating or my weight loss. I like standing in the kitchen. I will sit down from time to time. If somebody wants to sit at the table with me, I will sit at the table with you and eat. But girl, I just enjoy standing in my kitchen and eating. I, that's who I am. I'm just going to be me. You do you. But yeah, mindful eating. Make sure you're enjoying every bite of your food. Now, do you have to put your fork down every time? I mean, you know, when I hear that, I, I kind of laugh about it because I don't put my fork down between meal, between bites. And I know that my, I know maybe somebody needs to do that. I shouldn't, I'm not making fun of it but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Is that okay? You're darn right because I'm going to do me and I'm not scarfing down my food. But I do want to encourage you and we should. I believe that this is healthy for us to take our time, chew our food slowly. Look, that's going to help with your digestion, not just getting that food through your digestion, but also helping you relax and allow that digestion to happen without indigestion, okay? So we got to be mindful when we're eating. Everything, every bite, every lick, every taste, every sip, every bite of food, do your best to be mindful about it. It's a wonderful thing. So why would you just put this in your mouth, swallow it, and not, not enjoy the moment? All right, we've gone through those five things. And I know there's like so many other angles, so many other ways we could go with this and talk about this. And there's so many ways we could expand on it. Um, but I think, I think that's all I got for today. I hope that was helpful. I hope there was something in here that helped you. Um, so again, what we talked about today was basically the, the habit loop, kind of went through what that is, which is you know, the cue causing the trigger, which causes the routine, which is the habit, and then that reward system that's kind of reinforcing it. And so we want to, we want to become aware of what's going on here, become aware of our emotions. Um, and so we can interrupt this habit loop and do something different with it. We did that. Um, and I talked about the self-limiting belief, you can change. The, no one said, no, don't listen. Whatever you, you are believing, become aware of what you believe because you know what? That's what you're becoming. You need to believe in yourself and that just, you know, just got to keep on with that. Positive affirmations, being around, surrounding yourself with the people that are telling you the truth, giving you positive, positive reinforcement of the things that you're doing that are well and healthy for you and your fitness. 
all of that is important and helps us to overcome those self-limiting. And man, we all have them. We all have self-limiting beliefs, but you can change. You can definitely change. And this emotional eating is a cop-out when women say, I, this is, this is one of those self-limiting beliefs. I'm, I'm just an emotional eater. I'm just an emotional eater. That's how come. Well, why are you telling yourself this story? You keep on with that. That's who you're, you're telling yourself. That's what you are and who you are. You can change that story. That's a self-limiting belief. You are limiting yourself from overcoming this emotional eating. But you can, okay? You have to decide that you want to change that story for yourself. So that's not limiting you. And I also hear, oh, this one, a lot. I have a sweet tooth. And I'm probably going to step on some toes with this one because I hear it a lot. And I don't know what it is about the sweet tooth, but... It just rubs me the wrong way. That to me feels like, that does feel like a little bit of a, a self-limiting belief. A little bit, no, I think it's a big one. It's like you're giving power to some kind of trigger craving. You're saying that that controls you and you don't have power over it. That's not even true. And, you know, speaking of this sweet tooth that people think they battle with, change your story. I don't have a sweet tooth. But food, there are certain foods, processed, highly palatable foods, high fat, high calories that are causing brain chemistry to change in your brain that create that craving. So realize that the brain is a very powerful. So you can choose the foods. You can start to change your habits to where these things don't have control over you anymore. It's not like I've never said, I have a sweet tooth. I mean, I probably have, you know, I haven't said it in years, but I, I just am not going to let some idea, some concept that we have a sweet tooth rule me. Or, you know, I, I'm, I'm a carboholic, okay? You know what, I'm even going to, I'm going to go so far as to right now, I think I, I'm, this is just now, just now, like becoming aware of this news flash. I'm just now remembering right now that I have a self-limiting belief right now as I speak to you in this microphone for this episode. I have been saying, and I think it's, I think to some degree this is true, right? That people are either, they either lean more towards sugary foods or they lean more towards salty foods. And I've been like, I'm a salty, I'm a salty person. I like the salty Ah, but is that a self-limiting belief, Anna? I don't know. But you know what? That's something for me to ponder because I don't need to, I don't need to label label myself. Food is food. And if I feel like having salty food, I'm going to have salty food. If I feel like having sugar food, I will have sugary food. Um, Yeah, good one. Good one. Calling myself out here on the BS for myself in in public even. All right, girl. Um, Did I cover everything? (laughs) I got off on a tangent. Like I said, we went over the habit loop. Um, and then we went over these five ways to overcome your emotional eating, which is to become aware, your awareness to regulate. Number two, regulate your emotions. Number three, substitute that habit with a healthy habit. Number four, have support and accountability surrounding you to help you support you, lift you up. Number five, um, become more mindful of your eating and, and mindful of your eating, by the way, not just enjoying and savoring and taking your time eating your food Um, but also becoming aware of your hunger and satiety cues which can be regulated by the way 
by getting proper sleep and also putting yourself on somewhat of an eating schedule. Um, I believe in that because I believe when we put ourselves in somewhat of an eating schedule or a routine of how we sort of eat daily, um, I believe this and I know studies prove it, that our bodies become accustomed to that because we have these hormones, leptin and ghrelin, that regulate our, our the, the hunger and regulate the satiety. So um, having a schedule is going have some kind of eating schedule is going to help us um, with that becoming aware of our hunger and you know honoring that honor your body respect your body feed your body it's okay it's okay to feed your body when you're hungry Um, but really becoming mindful of your food becoming mindful of your um, you know satiety being satisfied with your food and your hunger cues all right so that's it girl I really hope there was something in here that was helpful to you Um, again, I want to remind you that if you want to leave a review, I would love for you to leave a review. I love hearing, um, from you, what you thought about this episode, what thoughts came to your mind. Um, did you, did any of this resonate with you? I would really love to hear, um, you know, and tag me. Maybe you can send me a message or tag me on Instagram. You know, I live on Instagram. Okay. I'm a little bit on Facebook, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, but you can definitely leave an interaction comment review inside of Spotify if you're listening there or you can just leave a comment uh, review rating on Apple podcast I'm not much into the other platforms I know that I know that my podcast goes out to other platforms but I don't ever look at those I just know they go out there I'm only looking at Spotify and Apple podcasts so sure appreciate that you're listening thanks for taking the time hope you have a great rest of your day or night whatever you're doing girl appreciate you do do everything you can do the most girl you deserve it do the most to keep taking care of your body respecting your body so self-care self-love all day every day girl you know do i have your word good let's go Hold up, girl. Before you go, I want to share with you some exciting news. We're planning on opening the doors to Rock That Fitness membership in late November, actually on Cyber Monday, the Monday right after Thanksgiving. That Fitness membership is a program that I put together because I understand the frustration of yo-yo dieting and wanting to not just lose weight, but to lose fat and get stronger and get leaner and have toned body, have definition, look like I work out. I put this together for women who want to truly understand their nutrition for fat loss, for recompositioning their bodies so that they can build muscle, get stronger, get leaner, lose inches, feel confident in their body, and feel confident and change the old ways of thinking that have kept them stuck for so long. I'm helping women understand their nutrition for fat loss, nutrition for maintaining their fat loss, nutrition for performance, for getting through those tough workouts and and maintaining your fitness. Rock That Fitness strength training programs are designed to help you build muscle and get stronger. We deliver our workouts through our Rock That Fitness app that's powered by Trainerize so you can track your progress week to week and actually see your progress over time. 
Our programs are designed for all levels, beginner, intermediate, advanced. You can choose whether you're going to do a three-day split, a four-day split. You can also choose if you're going to do your workouts from home or a gym. And you can rearrange your scheduled workouts to accommodate your own schedule. And while we're very passionate about nutrition and your workouts and your fitness, that's truly just the tip of the iceberg inside of Rock That Fitness membership. We also focus a huge amount of time on mindset because we know that changing the way that you think is going to help you change your behaviors and change your life, both body and mind, because we know that a fit, healthy lifestyle is built and formed on your habits. And we want to help you establish the habits that you need to finally reach your health and fitness goals, to transform your body, to transform your mind, and make this a lifestyle that you can be confident and proud of. Even if you're not sure this is for you, I want to encourage you to go ahead and get on the wait list that doesn't obligate you to anything. It's basically an interest list. So that way you're on the inside scoop and knowing exactly when early registration is going to happen and take advantage of the discount code that I'm going to be giving to everybody to celebrate my 53rd birthday. Yes, it's going to be the discount code is going to be $53 off of registration, either quarterly registration or annual registration. You're going to get a discount code if you get on the wait list and you join during that early registration period. Now, you want to get on the wait list because the deadline is November 16th and only people who are on the wait list are going to be able to join early and take advantage of the discount. All the details for Rock That Fitness membership as well as getting on the wait list are in the show notes. There's a link in there. Go click on that. Girl, I would want nothing more than to see you finally reach your goals. Here we are heading into 2024. Let's make 2024 your year. I'm ready. Are you ready? It's time. Let's rock that fitness.